0: Hello everybody and welcome. This is Romy the Homie and you are listening to the Journey with Romy podcast where I'll be teaching lessons and principles from the Bible, sharing my life experiences and what they taught me and interviewing some pretty dope people. The best part is no subject is off limits. We are talking about everything. Thanks for tuning in. Let's get right to it. All right guys welcome 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 back i am super excited as usual to be on a brand new uh, episode of the journey with the romi podcast so welcome back to those who have tuned in before and welcome to all the newbies that are just tuning into the welcome i mean <laughs> okay i messed up sorry girl i'm gonna start over okay mm-hmm. hold on i'm gonna see. Okay, I'll just start over. Here I go. Welcome back, everybody, to the Journey with Romy podcast. It's your girl, Romy the homie, and I am super excited, per usual, to be able to record a brand-new episode with you all. And welcome to the newbies that are tuning in for the first time. Today, I have a very, very, very special guest that is near and dear to my heart. Um, Sita Hood is a licensed clinical social worker CEO, owner, and clinical director of a prominent private practice in Plainfield, Illinois, from the Heart Counseling Incorporated. Sita also owns the Pink Emerald Wellness Company, an organization created to bring together Christian women of color to eliminate toxic mindsets and habits so they can set boundaries like a boss, engage in daily practical self-care, and embrace their identities as a confident bay Okay? Sita grew up. On the south side of Chicago, in an at-risk neighborhood where the likelihood of young adults pursuing college post-high school was significantly low. Sita has not only defied these odds by graduating undergraduate and graduate school, but she is also in her second year of her doctorate program. And we're still not done, y'all, so hold y'all to the seats, okay? CETA has worked in a plethora of environments, including Lawndale Christian Health Center as an HIV STI counselor and several therapeutic day schools as a school social worker. CETA was part of a crisis response team providing therapeutic support after a school shooting. As a result of these experiences, Ceda has been able to build a successful private clinical practice celebrating its fifth year as a crisis and trauma center practice in the community. In 2017, Sita authored her first book entitled 20 Days to Better Relationships. Sita is a member of the Maven Clinic's Practitioner Advisory Board, in addition to supporting women providing psychoeducation and therapeutic services. Sita is also a chat one-on-one relationship expert for sanity and self and runs her own private community, the Pink Emerald Collective, a safe space for Christian women of color. Sita has spoken at conferences, workshops, and events on various topics like parenting with Jesus and trauma, creating a safe environment for healing, self-care as a millennial woman, Woman, mental health, and Jesus. Why we should openly discuss our diagnosis, recovering from toxic relationships, and living with someone diagnosed with mental disorder. To book Ceta for speaking at your next event, you can go to www.cedahood.com/book. That's www.s.e.i.d.a.h.o.o.d.com/book to learn more about the Pink Emerald Collective. Go to www.thepinkemerald.com. That's com to schedule a session. Yeah, all better write this down. It's getting good. With Cita, go to www.ftheartcounseling.com/consult. That's www.ftheart. C-O-U-N-S-E-L-I-N-G dot com slash consult. Sita, what's good? Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Hi,
1: what's up, sis? I Can I be sorry. real with you? <laughs>
0: Please be real, sis. Let's hear it.
1: Since I did not know you was going to read all of that. You
0: know, here's the thing. Here's the thing, though. It's funny that you say that because um, I said send a short bio to interview. Buster,
1: you know. Dissertation. This ain't school. Sis. You might have to do the dissertation you know what says I you know normally when I go like on podcasts or for speaking or whatever you know they ask for the bio that is the short version but they don't usually read all of that I thought she was gonna like post it up in the episode or something but it's all good oh, Yeah, I, you know I ain't even
0: gonna lie when I opened it I was like wow okay but it's
1: good stuff it's good stuff
0: <laughs> I'm so excited and happy to um to have you on the platform so let's go ahead and get started and dig into the good details so my first question for you is how did you decide at what 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 did you go about doing when choosing a career in uh mental health
1: honestly you know the social media tag that's hashtag growing up black like that's i would say that's probably the best summary of it um As you know, of course, you know, we grew up in the hood or let's put it technical, at risk neighborhood. Right. Um, and I think just exposure to all this trauma, um, growing up, like, I mean, anything from your friends living in like abusive homes or, um, just like observing, Uh, stuff that might have happened on the block, or fights, or school shootings, or, you know, shootings in the neighborhood in general, um, you kind of become really desensitized to those things. Although, like, as I was growing up and experiencing them, I remember always being the person to be like, girl, you can make it, you know, trying to encourage people to hold on and really trying to figure out how I could help People find resources to enhance their life. So when I um, got to school, when I went to college, I actually went to be a pre-med major. And so (laughs) I realized that math and science was not your girl's thing. (laughs) So I was undecided for a while. And then somebody suggested social work to me, like, yo, you know, you've got all the characteristics of a social worker. I was like, hold up, I'm not trying to take nobody's kids' way. What you mean? And then I kind of found out um, all the social work encompasses and realized that I had been pretty much doing it my whole life. So, yeah. <laughs> okay, cool.
0: You kind of broke up a little bit hmm? after stating that you didn't want to take anyone's kiddos. The
1: phone up after you said you didn't want to take anyone's oh. kiddos. Okay, that's weird. <laughs> um well I basically said I don't want to take anybody's kids away or whatever. No, was... was... <laughs> okay, cool. And then you um went the whole medical
0: school route.
1: Well, we're thinking about it,
0: right? Uh to work. Okay, okay. So okay. then my next question Um as a Christian woman, how did that carry on lead, you know, into your work as a therapist? Uh, this whole idea out there that you can't mix the two, you know. So how do you how do you navigate, um, you know, your career being a Christian woman?
1: Well, um, the first thing is you don't really insert your personal beliefs into any therapy session um, that's the whole thing with self-disclosure in general. But when a client introduces like religion into the space, you know, you're, you're free to talk about it, but that still doesn't mean that you push your beliefs on the client. So that's in the therapeutic space. But for me, as um, a woman of God, you know, I realized that when I started social work, that is the mission of Jesus Christ. Like it's the same thing. It's, is showing compassion is not being judgmental of people that are different than you. It's, you know, understanding people's stories and meeting people where they are and, you know, giving them the resources to help them recover. So, you know, Christianity and therapy are very closely aligned in a lot of areas. Um, And I think that uh, where people bring in their personal perspectives Um, that is where you tend to find some differing things when it comes to like, oh, well, therapists say you should do this, but that goes against the word of God. I think that's according to whoever the therapist is, if that makes sense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's good. So, uh, I get that. And it, and it, it does make a lot of sense just because I really like how you said you don't put your beliefs you know or push your beliefs onto anyone else especially in that space of them seeking you for you know whatever their mental health needs may be but um you know you working on a I guess I can say personal level like your personal journey and you know mission that knowing that you just doing your job without even incorporating those Christian beliefs is still doing the work of God right helping people heal you know so I think so that kind of goes into my next question. Uh, I wanted to know your personal thoughts regarding Christian influencers like pastors or ministers that kind that tend to over spiritualize mental health issues. For example, saying things like, oh, you wouldn't be depressed if you read your Bible every day or you don't need therapy. You need Jesus. Like how how do you view those things or how would you go about, uh, you know, what's your opinion or your thoughts on it?
1: First of all, sis, I'm going to do both. Okay. okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen the meme floating around, like you gonna boss up or you going to cry about it. First of all, I'm going to do both. Like, okay. first of all, I'm going to love Jesus and I'm going to go to therapy. One thing that I think we miss a lot of times is this right here. I know we have some people that are on extreme ends of the spectrum. Um, and I say extreme because, you know, you have some some cases where people are choosing to heavily exercise their faith in a particular situation. So they will not seek like a doctor or something like that. Um, and that's fine. You know, that's fine. But I also think you need the wisdom of the Holy Spirit as to when to do that. Right. So God created us. He created our brains. He created you know, our intellect, all of this for us to learn, grow and understand all these things. So if your leg got busted open and you walked into a hospital because you you have to, you know, you, you have this gushing open wound, you're expecting that doctor to have the knowledge, the practical knowledge to know what to do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think that's where we tend to get lost in it a therapist is nothing but a head doctor, you know, somebody to help your your mental and emotional, um, you know, self feel better. And therapy disorders and all of that stuff, that is actually in the Bible. I have to, when I speak at like conferences, Christian women's conferences, I go directly to the Bible. And I can give you some examples right now. David, after he had that Sheba's husband killed, come on, let's go to his uh, depressive psalm, the one before Mm -hmm. 51 where he was praying for forgiveness, you know, let's go to Jonah, how he begged to be to die when he didn't go to Nineveh like the Holy Spirit told him to, you know, there's countless examples Job, you know, all these people that were like, oh, Holy Spirit, why didn't you curse was the day I was born, just let me die here, those are suicidal thoughts that's yeah. depression, you yeah. know, that's depression right there in its form, that's suicidal thoughts. There's a lot of passages about anxiety and people being overwhelmed, which is why even if we go to the disciples freaking out on the boat when the storm was going and Jesus was sleeping and he said, peace, be still. That's because they had anxiety in their hearts. They were scared. Mm-hmm. They were worried. Yeah. So first of all, sis, I'm going to do both. I'm going to go see Jesus and talk to him and Jesus is going to lead me to the therapist that I need to go to.
0: Yeah, that's really good. You know, and you know, this, the, the podcast is called journey with Romy. So I'm always sharing my personal experiences and I'll say this uh, really quickly. Like it wasn't until I started going to therapy where I really feel like the help that I received and the guidance that I received to navigate my emotions that have been affecting my mental health for years, all parts, all areas of my life are starting to get better. So not just Mm -hmm. the mental part, but it's leaking over into my spiritual life, my emotional life, financial, all of those Mm -hmm. things are starting to like line up and get back on track getting me back to where, you know, I was where, you know, I didn't really know, or me trying to figure out where I got off track, you know, and it all started with, the decision like you know what I'm gonna go to therapy because Romy needs therapy you know and that doesn't mean that I love Jesus any less it doesn't mean that I don't read my Bible or pray enough right because I'm doing all right both of them okay
1: and you know what I'm sorry I forgot I also made a post like two weeks ago it really kind of irritates me when people over spiritualize natural problems like you know yes yes it's totally okay to pray about stuff i just you know completed a three-day fast like i pray i have my devotion i you know i'm a youth director at church so i'm not saying do not do these things i do think all of those things god expects of us to do however we also have to embrace the human side of us because we are causing other people to hurt when we do not allow ourselves to be vulnerable. So yeah. if I come to you and I say, yo, sis, you know, this will happen and, you know, I'm kind of hurting and blah, blah, blah. And then your response to me is, oh, okay, well read the 51st Psalm and, you know, make sure you pray about it or blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's fine. I am going to read the Psalm. I am going to pray about it. But practically, can you just validate my feelings? Can you just say like, oh, my God, I totally understand feeling like that. I felt like that, too, when I had a baby, you know, or maybe you didn't. Maybe you don't understand what's going on, but just that validation that we're human. Jesus had those human elements as well. That's why he had to get away. That's why we read some of his prayers in the Bible. He like, yo, God, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> These people one. tripping. So he, he said, <laughs> no. Lord, if
0: there's any other way, if
1: there's any other right. way for, for this to happen, yeah,
0: let this cup pass because that's too much, you know? Yes.
1: And- and that was him agonizing the human side of him agonizing because he was fully God and fully man at the same time. And so understanding that he knows how we feel. And if Jesus himself had to say that and, and, and draw strength from the father, like right. how much more, like, who do you think you are, sis, that you can't be real and be like, yeah, that was me. I was hurting, but you're going to be right. all good, sis.
0: Exactly. Exactly. I love. That. So um, in your professional opinion and your personal opinion, what do you think is a healthy balance between, between relying on God for your strength and also going to therapy?
1: Um, well, I think God gives the strength and then God is going to give that person that you go to therapy for the practical strategy. So God for the strength, therapy for the strategy. And you have to trust that when you go to God for the strength and when you pray and when you pour out your heart to him that he will answer. He don't like seeing his children hurting like that, you know? Right. Yes, suffering is a part of Christianity but that still don't mean that he's not going to give you grace as you go through that. So I do believe that, you know, like I said, first of all, I'm going to do both. You know, I'm going a, I'm to a, I'm a sit in my feelings and I'm going to pray and I'm going to talk to God and tell God how I'm feeling and then I'm going to pour it out and I'm going to follow the instructions of my therapist as well because therapists got to go to therapy too so I think the balance is making sure that of course therapy doesn't have precedence over God because even in that when a therapist gives you some strategies if that's not, if you don't feel like that's in alignment with you know, what the Holy Spirit is telling you, then ask God. And you have to do this very carefully because sometimes a therapist will tell you to do something to get you out of your comfort zone and that is what you need to be doing. It's just out of your comfort zone so you don't feel good about doing it versus like them telling you to do something that maybe goes against something that you believe in. You don't have to do that, you know? So it takes wisdom and you have to, have god you know you have to include this in your prayer life to ask the holy spirit what should i be doing when you're leaving that therapy session you should be journaling about it or talking about it with somebody or processing what happened
0: yeah i really love um what you said when you said god rely on god for the strength and therapy for the strategy Girl, that's a whole quote, okay? You need to go ahead and add that on your page. I'm a post that's good. God for your strength and therapy for the strategy. And it reminds me of a story, Um, and I think I mentioned this story again, you know, several times in my podcast, but it's, it's, it's kind of funny, but it's so powerful. And it's the story about a man that was drowning, and he was praying to God, like, God, help me, I'm drowning. And this man came by in a boat, and he was like, hey, give me your hand. I see that you need help. And he was like, "No, no, I'm waiting on God. I'm waiting on God. Go ahead, God got me." And he kept praying to God, "God help me." Another boat came by. He said, "No, I'm waiting on the Lord. Leave me alone, the Lord." The third time a man came by on a boat, he declined him again. Look, I'm waiting on the Lord. I'm praying to God, and I know that my God is going to come through for me. The man drowned. He he died. And when he got to heaven, he said, "God, I was praying to you. Um, why didn't you help me?" God said I did I sent three boats and sometimes (laughs) what happens is because we over spiritualize these things then we miss we miss what God is trying to lead us to do so how many times have we been in situations where because we're over spiritualizing and we're like oh God God is going to make a way yes God will make a way yes he is a provider but he also
1: practical.
0: But he's also practical. He also has given us resources. We're relying on him for the source, but he's given us resources that we can use to to operate in this faith. Lord, if I have faith that you are going to heal me, I'm going to do what I need to do as well. I'm not just going to sit in the bed. You know, I can't pray. Mm -hmm. Lord, I want to pass this test for school, but I do no studying. I'm I'm relying on the Holy Spirit. No, no, no. You can rely on the Holy Spirit. You need to pray, but you need to do your part. Cause faith without works mm-hmm. is dead. That's the application of it. Faith without works is dead, you know. As even as believers, like you still have to do your part, you know. And I feel like that's operating in that faith because when you're not doing nothing, you take the accountability off yourself and you're like, you know what, I'm gonna just let God handle that, yeah. But sometimes you have to cooperate with what God is trying to do in your life, you know what I'm saying? Child, not
1: sometimes,
0: get... yeah. Well, you're right, all the time, and
1: always.
0: When you get to the point where you can't handle it or you've done all that you could do, that's when God shows up and shows out, okay? Even though he's been with you all along, right? But when he does those things, like he's building your faith muscles, he's building your dependency on him. We can do nothing. nothing. I I really love that. that. Y'all, please write that down. God for your strength and therapy for the strategy. Hallelujah. Somebody.
1: Now, you know what? I heard this past week, um... A woman I, I had the opportunity to participate um in a fast um with the society by Tatum Tamiya and um I forget the minister's name but she has a podcast flawed and free and she said so many times um you know God is just waiting on us to say the word before he can release his angels to come and help us. Like you, you over here sitting around doing nothing, expecting God, like, yeah, I'm expecting you to move Lord, but you ain't put your feet to your face. You ain't done nothing. And I'm not even talking about overdoing it. I'm talking about, you know, just do the bare minimum, just seeing where we start in it. And as you take the first step, then the Holy Spirit leaves, but he can't even send the people because you haven't even started the process. Right. So, You know, if we just look at it like this, like, let's say I ain't got no money for school, Lord, I want to go back to school. Okay, so since I don't have no money, I'm not going to fill out no applications or do anything because I'm waiting on God to send me the money. But no, 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 baby, you get the money once you fill out the application. Then they find out somebody review your stuff. Oh, actually, you qualify for this scholarship but we are only giving it to people who are interested in attending this school. So the faith act is still applying and moving forward. That's the first step. And then the Holy spirit is going to come in with the rest to direct you.
0: Yeah, that's so good. Um, one thing that I love uh, and that I've read several times, whether it was on social media, a book or anything like that, and it, or commentaries, Um, where it says that God, sometimes he doesn't show you the whole staircase, but he'll just light up one step at a time and you got to operate in faith. And go through that one step, and then we after he's done with you there, or you got everything you needed that experience, or maybe he had to build your character. Then he leads you to the next step, and the next step, and the next step, and that's what we that's what we're talking about when we talk about walking by faith, right? Because you may not know, you may even you may know what the end looks like, but how you gonna get there, you don't know. So that's when you gotta uh, take those steps. So for someone out there that needs help. Uh, but they're not sure where to start. What would you suggest that first step be?
1: First of all, I'm going to say congratulations on recognizing that you need some support. You are not the first person in the world. You are not the only person in the world. Everybody, one thing I tell all my clients is everybody could belong in the diagnostic manual. That's the manual that we use to diagnose stuff. You know, at at some point or another in your life, you belong in that book. There's even a section in the back of the book called z codes. that's not exactly a diagnosis, but it's just life issues that you might be experiencing problems adjusting to a work change. That's the whole pandemic right there. Hello, we all go to therapy on that one. You know, so first and foremost, congratulations on recognizing that you need support. Um, The second thing that I would say is um, if you feel like it's a process that you want, like some accountability or some support from your friends, and you know, maybe choosing one or two people that you could tell, and maybe they could help you find a therapist if you don't feel comfortable doing it on your own. Um, and it's a couple of places that you can go to find a therapist. Um, Psychology Today is one of the big uh, therapy directories. It's PsychologyToday.com or org. Not sure which one. I forgot. Um, it's therapyforblackgirls.com or therapyforblackmen dot com. Um, or if you don't have insurance and you want reduced rate services, it is openpathcollective.org. Now, when I be giving out that that last website, people be like, hold on, I don't want no janky therapist though. First of all, they're not janky. Right. <laughs> um, Open Path is just therapists that are deciding to give back by reducing their rates um, significantly in order to serve those people that may not have insurance. Um, I'm listed on Open Path. Um, so, yeah, those are a couple of ways that they can get started.
0: Okay. What is it you said is openpath.com?
1: Openpathcollective.org.
0: Oh, I got it all messed up. OpenPathCollective.org. So yeah, check that out. Share this information. We got TherapyForBlackGirls.com. Um, therapy dot com, um TherapyForBlackMen dot com dot <you> <laughs> Y'all just replay it, okay? Rewind it because I'm trying to repeat it. <laughs> and y'all, y'all gonna be on 79 looking for your.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'm not 79 you go on 79 looking for a therapy <laughs> I know right so
0: um, we
1: I mentioned Jesus ain't sending <laughs> you on 79th on the corner chair
0: okay um, <laughs> so I mentioned uh, in your bio <laughs> the pink emerald uh, t- uh <laughs> and um, your projects. So I want you to take this time to tell us more about the Pink Emerald Retreat, because that's coming up, and also the Pink Emerald Collective and how people can get involved. Who is it for? Who is the target audience? How can uh, we spread the word about this?
1: So the Pink Emerald Wellness Co. is my baby uh, that was birthed in 2020, officially. Um, I had labored for this thing for quite some time. So it's a Pink Emerald Wellness Co. Uh, we have the collective, which is an online community for women. Um, <laughs> we have the retreat, which is coming up in October. Um, and then we have brunches that we um, also host as well. So this thing was honestly birthed out of my own testimony. I am similar to you in that I desire to be very authentic with the people that I Um, connect with. And so um, I have been open on my social media that I am a therapist that struggles with major depressive disorder. Um, And just openly talking about how difficult that is, and how challenging it is to exist as a woman of color, as a Christian, as a therapist, wearing all of these hats in all of these various roles in life right now. As an entrepreneur, like in all of these spaces where you cannot be authentically you, where you cannot talk about, hey girl, I'm struggling. You know, I got some depressive symptoms that's popping up today. I'm not really feeling like jumping in and doing this or whatever. And so um, after getting the support that I needed, you know, I still struggle with depressive symptoms can't lie to you, won't lie to you. Um, But I'm in a better place now than when I was in 2017 when I was first diagnosed. Um, And so once I got to this place, I kind of realized that there was a lot of women like me, a lot of Christian women struggling to show up um, authentically as themselves without having people over-spiritualize just their feelings. Um, a lot of uh, entrepreneurs that can't say without fear of judgment or losing business hey you know I actually have a mental health disorder but I'm still showing up but I'm still the bomb at what I do you know like that's not the end of my story Um, and then a lack of community really so I wanted to build all of these things and so the Pink Emerald Collective is um is is the, the one of the biggest parts of that it's an online community for christian women of color um we do sisterhood soul chat which is just weekly chats about whatever the theme is for that week um we have member-led courses um where we like to let our hair down to have a little bit of fun one of the courses that we did is the sexy heels class because you know we still gotta have some fun like Jesus, okay. If we have some fun too, <laughs> um, and then of course there are courses that I teach, uh, like our signature course, Confident Bay, which teaches you, you know, to identify your purpose and identity and establish that community and stuff, you know, in your own life. And then the Pink Emerald Retreat. Uh, our first one was last year, virtually. This year, I am so excited. It's going to be um, October 8th through the 10th in Naperville, Illinois, and it's gonna be lit, y'all. We are gonna eat good, we are gonna have fun. I got some awesome um, instructors and panelists to come out and just let you let your hair down. We are doing it in a luxury um, yes. hotel that has a spa inside of it. so. Um, please, if you have any interest, follow those links that are in the bio because girl, we just want to help you do life authentically. So that's that's the crux of it. That's, that's that's what we are about. Just celebrating women, empowering women, encouraging women, and letting them know that they can be them authentically. It's beautiful. I love to hear it avenue that you uh, went
0: around to do it and it's all centered around you know the same thing with, um it's the christian community so that's great it's not something what i love um, because there's a lot of uh you know courses about finding your purpose and, and everything like that but what i love and what's so unique about uh right and the pink emerald is because it was created by a therapist not only a also a Christian woman. So those key components to being confident, you know, as Christian women, right? Because confidence in who God right, created us to be. So you got the two like most confident in these courses because you have a woman of God and a therapist. So it's like she you knows what she's talking about twice. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> really <laughs> You know, I myself, like, I'm excited to be a part of the Pink Emerald Collective, and um, we'll be providing more information on that. So, see the hood. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode. It's been a pleasure talking to you and getting to know more about, you know, your background. And we'll definitely um, leave information and links for people to connect with you. Uh, Before we get off, uh, one any final remarks and then to let the people know how they can connect with you on social media
1: honey first I want to say thank you sis for having me you know on the podcast I thoroughly appreciate it I don't take any opportunity for granted you know when somebody is interested in hearing my story so that's first and foremost and then just for the people what I want to say is my favorite quote what if you fall Oh, my dear, what if you fly? That is my favorite quote yeah. <laughs> by Aaron Hansen. And basically, it's like, We are so afraid to get started so many times because we're looking at the failure. But baby girl, what if you actually fly? What if you actually achieve your wildest dreams? So I just want to encourage you today, sis, to be brave. Do the thing that you've been waiting on doing. This is your sign, you've been praying, you've been asking, Holy Spirit, Lord, send the sign. Here it is, sis, do the thing. And to catch up with me on social media, on my Instagram is just my name, Seida Hood, S-E-I-D-A-H-O-O-D. And on Facebook, it's the same thing for my business page, Seida Hood. I'm more active on on Instagram than anything. And Instagram has all the links to like YouTube, the community and website and all that other stuff. But thank you guys so much for allowing me to um, come on the podcast.
0: Course. thank you for agreeing to participate and thank you all so much for listening uh, to this particular episode and that's it and that's all for now bye